Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back to the Homework Show. This is Charlene Turner Bryant. And Joy Andrews. Yeah, we got producer Mike with us today. Mm-hmm. It's so good to be back on, on the air. I tell you, I have been truly listening in on all the old episodes, Joy. I don't like he- listen to my voice, listeners. I don't like hearing <laughs> my own voice. But I said, you know what? We've been having such great conversation with our community members. There's been so much wisdom and so much insight. And so I said, you know what? Let me just get over my own self and take a listen to all the good content that we've been so fortunate and grateful to be able to share with everyone. I feel like that's a lesson in self-love, too, because I don't know why we hate the sound of our own voice but when you do listen to it it's like your own resonance speaking back at you you know what I mean and so if you listen to it and embrace it it's like accepting the parts about yourself that you don't want to talk about don't want to hear you know what I mean it's like okay there I am and all my nooks and crannies great okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I I enjoyed it, and um, for you for the, our listening audience, I hope you enjoyed Katie Beer when she was on talking about mm-hmm. toxicity. So Katie and I had lunch yesterday, and for the first time, Joy, remember that show we did where you talked about cuddle buddies <laughs> during the <laughs> pandemic when people were feeling lonely and isolated? You were like, find a cuddle buddy, right? Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, Yesterday was the first day because both of us been vaccinated. We hugged for the first time. Mm. And, and Katie said to me, wow, it feels good to hug again. Wow. So you talk yeah. about a transition from something that was so normal for us to do when you greet each other, hug, right? To not being able to do it and to do it for the first time again, it felt like at least for me, we were transitioning back to a sense of connectedness, right? Right. And allowance. Like, it's like you have a permission slip to yeah, touch each other again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so today, I think this is good segue into what we're going to talk about today, which is really about transition, because I think now that things are are changing around us, right? There's a lot of transition in the air. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you and Mike, but I just sense transition is just happening. What do, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, for by the very nature of what I'm doing is moving across the country, that that's, that's all transition. So not only are we dealing with the transition of the world opening back up, 
but we're also we're also dealing with transition and moving to a different coast. So that I mean that the world opening back up, us getting more out there and moving by that very nature. Uh, there's several layers of transition there that we kind of have to accommodate ourselves to, and uh, it can be it can be very daunting when you think about it. You know, um, getting back out there, walking with masks. We were just having this conversation yesterday about um, people not wearing masks in the store, and you're still wearing a mask, and you're you're like, should I take my mask off? How how like how does that work? And for me, who really been has been in the house this whole pandemic, I didn't really have to leave anywhere. Um, it's nothing has really changed for me. I didn't have to wear a mask all day or or feel that situation. But my wife, who works in a school, she she had to wear a mask all day. So it's it's very interesting to see what levels people are at when it comes to wearing the mask and how they feel about taking the mask off in public and all that stuff like that. So um, it's going to be an interesting transition for a lot of people. I think everyone's, this is the one time in, in a lot of times in history where people are, everybody's going to be affected by this transition. It, no one's going to be left out. So it'll be interesting how people adapt to those things. Yeah. I find it so interesting to watch the group, the collective, you know, like this is one experiment, one example when you can almost see group think happening because there are certain pockets that I go to around town where people still have their masks outside and inside, you know what I mean? And we've been given full permission to not have masks on currently and yet people are still fully masked. And then I went to a completely different neighborhood in DC yesterday and nobody had masks on, you know what I mean? And people were going into restaurants and living it up. And, um, I even found myself with this really interesting moment yesterday where it was the first time I left my house without a mask and I left and showed up at a store. I went to get a gift for someone and totally forgot and panicked a little bit. I sat in my car and I said, what do I do? (laughs) Do I call the shop and ask if I can come in? Do I turn around and go home and get a mask just in case because of groupthink to appear safe or just to match whoever I'm with in the group? You know what I mean? Yes. And so I decided to just go up to the door and open it and said, I'm fully vaccinated can I come in? And it just happened to be, I was the only one in the store at the time. So she was like, yeah, of course there's no, um, and she was masked, you know what I mean? And so it's, I feel like everybody's looking at each other, asking for the permission slip of how do we do this? Is, are you okay? Am I okay? Are you okay? If I'm okay (laughs) (laughs) to be, mask free or without masks, you know, and so it's really interesting how we're all connected and have different reasons to still feel a layer of protectiveness, you know, that's right. That's right. And, um, yeah, there's I like, love what you said there, there's like stages of people feeling ready to completely open up and be bare to the world. You know what I mean? It's a little bit like taking the muzzle off. It's a little yep. bit like taking off the the band-aid or taking off the protective barrier, you know? 
It's really interesting. It is. I had asked my mother-in-law, what would it take for her to take her mask off? Because she's still wearing a mask. And she said, I don't know. And I thought that was very interesting to me. Me, I probably, because I haven't been wearing a mask, it's a lot more, it's a lot easier for me to walk outside without a mask on and not think about it. Um, but those people who have, who've been wearing masks 24 seven at work and, and all that stuff like that, I think that it's a, it's a layer of you've gotten comfortable with the masks now and you feel weird when you're not wearing one. Cause you also don't want to be that person. So uh, I always find that find that that thought process interesting. Yeah, right. I have to I have to say, oh, I have to say, Joy, you know, I'll let you go. Um, so I had a similar situation to you, Joy. Um, I was on the phone in the car, so engaged in my conversation in the car that I went into the grocery store without a mask on. <laughs> right. And and did not realize that until I looked around me and I saw everyone with the mask on and I thought, oh, my gosh, I forgot my mask. But in that moment, I said to myself, hmm, don't go back out to this. Don't go back out. Walk around and just feel the liberty of being maskless. Now, granted, the store that I was in, a lot of people had masks on, so it made me comfortable, right? But it was, for the first time, I said, wow, this is the first time you have stepped in a store without a mask. But I kept my distance, you know, I said, okay, but be, you know, just, but so it's this gonna be interesting as we transition into um, seeing more people, like the, the waitress yesterday, the server did not have a mask on. And I was like, oh, the people in the kitchen was preparing because it was an open kitchen restaurant. They didn't have a mask on, right? And I, I think the more that I'm getting exposed to people who don't have a mask on, I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable myself without having it because it, it's become a, actually a, a piece of clothing. It's kept me from having to buy a lot of lipstick. <laughs> I just had it. All I had to do is put eyeshadow on, no blush, no makeup. So it's like, Charlotte, are you really ready to take the mask off and go back to that routine of putting on the full? You know, everybody's been talking about the party on top, right? How we've been dressing for Zoom calls. Now with the mask coming off, are we ready really to go back into, you know, what we did before with our faces? All this is a transition, right? All this is what we're talking about. Right. Right. And it's so interesting how much of it is in our minds, you know, because there's a there's an illusion of safety and not safety. You know what I mean? Because there's all kinds of other stuff floating in the air <laughs> besides the coronavirus, you know what I mean? Or versions of it that we have completely forgotten about or don't care about <laughs> that we don't mind inhaling now. You know what I mean? And so when we see somebody with a mask or without a mask, there's an immediate story. You know, it's a story about safety or about their political beliefs, even, mm -hmm. you know, or or trauma, who they think yeah. they are. Right. And what I went through during COVID, how safe I feel. Are you violating me because you think you're so free now? You know what I mean? It's so interesting because. Yeah. Like you said, this this transition phase, I'm seeing patients who um, 
some of them are immunocompromised. And so I see people with all ranges of autoimmune conditions where um, there's always a little bit more risk and for them in their life. So when they travel through the world, there's this a little bit um, higher sensitivity to who's acting a little too free around them, you yes. know what I mean? And yes. taking them seriously and protect, looking out for their needs, you know? Yes. And so I think there's, there's a little bit of trepidation by some people who, um, who are coming out into the world and feeling like this extreme, some people are like, yes, finally, hanging from the ceiling, you know, swinging from chandelier time. And some people are really not ready for that. And it, it mimics how people handle transition in general. You know, some people love change and some people hate change, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and some have to ease into it. Right. right. Slowly ease into it. Now, I, I, if, if we if we take this transition to, you know, so we talked about the mask wearing, how that's ch that's changing. And we take that transition to now. I, I heard, you know, I read an article that talked about divorce rates are up since COVID that now that people are coming out uh, a little bit that now divorce rates are up. So there's transition in relationships mm -hmm. happening. Right. A lot of people moving out or deciding now's the time to make a change or else settle back in to right. life as it used to be, you know? Mm -hmm. Always. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, no, I always thought mm -hmm. that was interesting because um, before the pandemic, Lucy and I, we spent a lot of time together. We like spending time together. And so we did, we determined during lockdown, either this was going to make us or break us at this point. And uh, like our marriage has never been better. So after the, after the pandemic, I think we, I think, I think people look at us funny because we really do enjoy spending time with each other. And there are a lot of other people who's, who's like husband and wife combos where they're like, no, uh, why do you, you guys spend a lot of time together? Why? And just because we enjoy each other's company, like by pure nature, it was, it was, it's more difficult when her and I are separated. That's when a lot of the problems occur is when we're separated, we're disconnected from each other in a way. So when she went back to work, we suddenly realized that there were a lot more arguments, a lot more annoyances, all that stuff like that. When we're together, we're actually okay. We worked together at one point. <laughs> like we went to work together. I worked in her classroom. She was like the teacher. I was the TA. We worked. People were like, how do you, how do you guys do that? And I was like, well, she's the boss. It's her classroom. It's not my classroom. I understood where, where rank and file, what rank and file I was under, but we, we would get up, we'd ride in the car together. We'd work together. We'd ride home together. And then we, we'd spend the rest of the day together. Like it just seemed natural to us. And so we realized during the pandemic, a lot of people, a lot of marriages broke up because they had, they were forced to spend time together, less distractions, all of those things. And for someone, people like us, we thought that was weird because we, we love spending time together. Like it's, it's like one of my favorite things to do. So, um, I thought that was a very interesting 
thing where divorce rates are up coming out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. coming out of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love that. And it really brought out what what we're putting up with and what our values are really underneath that of um, when before pandemic, if people had two different jobs, it was real easy to avoid each other. So you might only come home like ships passing in the night or um, and in your case, that is so amazing. And I, you're so right that it was either a make or break time, you know, and yeah. for good reason. It's sort of like we need those make or break times, you know, like we need to be squeezed a little bit or reflected back to us what we really want and what really matters to us, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what I was, I was going to add, too, about the reflection pieces. I think, too, that's not that's not kid ourselves the, the the virus was was detrimental i mean it was taking people's lives and i think people were reflecting and say okay how, how i was living was great or or not great i want to live differently coming out of this you know if, if i'm going to be one of the ones that that still gets to live you know how do i want to live and how do i and who do i want in my life and mm-hmm. and the people that are in my life what are they adding to my life? And then what am I adding to their life, right? So this whole reflection piece, this whole piece of kind of looking at relationships for what they were and what you want them to be, right, um, is, is really, I think, key in terms of these, these transitions and relationships. I, and also, too, let's face it, our lives were so hurried and busied you know, that we probably didn't make the emotional investment. I know, Joy, you talk about, you know, making sure we're in touch with our emotions and what's happening in our bodies and what our body is signaling to us that we need or we weren't taking care of ourselves like we should have. So I think all of this has really helped us to really transition, hopefully, to a better place mentally, right, emotionally, and as well as physically, Right. It's a time for refining. I feel a lot of people are getting invitations to things, whether it's family reunions or play dates with their kids or trips to take. And some people are getting overwhelmed with anxiety about all these decisions are coming back on my plate, you know, again. And some of those people I don't want to see because there was not a equal energy exchange before and there's not going to be again unless we change how we used to be too you know what i mean and yes. so um i was talking with someone and they reunited with some old friends recently and um they said it was obvious who had been to therapy over <laughs> coronavirus time <laughs> because their reconnection you know, so a couple people would be talking and saying, oh, my gosh, my life cracked open and all these terrible things happened. And I really connected with myself and found these new things out about myself. And then some people would be like, uh-huh, yeah, work is stressful, you know, very superficial. And some people would go deep <laughs> and quick. And so I think there's a testament to what have we what have we each been doing over the last year? Have we been incubating on, you know, ourselves and and breaking open and really finding what matters to us and what re- what we really who we really want to be with? 
Or have we just sort of been like keeping it together? Mm-hmm, everything's going to be okay. Just can't wait till this is over. You know, right? And then, and then some people fall apart after that. You know, so so those people can come in for acupuncture now. <laughs> <laughs> those no, people I mean coaching from you now, Charlene. <laughs> exactly because no. I'm seeing more people who we can't even talk about what is they want to do next because the anxiety of what is happening right now, right? This whole restart and reboot of my life, my routine is, is got them so anxious, right? Or to your point where they were trying to keep it all together to the point they got burnt out. It was like, they're, now they're burnt out and it's like, I'm burnt out and I'm gonna try to start something new. I can't do both right now. So let's deal with the burnout. Let's get let's get you back up in the self-care, the self-compassion, and then we can jump over to some other topics. But let's 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 fuel you up. So you're right. I, I love what you said. There are people who really dug into themselves. Um, you can't get an appointment with a, a well, you call the mental health line on your um, insurance card. It, it's like hold music because there's so many people calling in trying to get appointments and get pre-approvals and then you know i'm hearing that a lot of the um both psychologists and therapists have wait lists Mm -hmm. yeah right yeah so there's a lot of transitioning happening and um we just hope people really really reflect and start getting the help they need looking at their life from a whole different lens, if nothing else, when we had the opportunity during the pandemic to look up at the sky and it was blue and the roads were quiet, right? Mm-hmm. And the animals were coming out, right? And we were mm-hmm. seeing them come out of hiding. You know, what is it that we really want to do differently versus just open back up like we used to? And that's exactly what you, Charlene, and Mike are doing. You guys have taken this as an opportunity to transition your whole life. (laughs) You guys are both about to transition to a new coast. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about therapy during during the pandemic we me and Lucy, we did our share of, of, of therapy. But I think without all the distractions, I think we both were able to do some healing that that was much needed, especially especially her. There were a lot of things that she needed to to grapple with and really deal with. And we had an opportunity to really talk those things out, especially about our relationship. And um, that when when you don't have those distractions and you're forced to be with someone, either you're going to try to work the things out or you're not. And. I think that's a perfect example where you can tell some people went through therapy during did therapy during the pandemic and really went on this journey to of self-reflection and trying to figure out who they are and what they want out of life. And then there are some people who just kind of maintain. And um, that I think that's a very interesting thing. And because of all of that, because of the pandemic, we decided that we wanted to move to California. And it was something that I've always wanted to do since I was 18 years old. Just there was never really a, a quote unquote right time or, uh, a, 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 you know, a proper time to do it. Uh, and it just happened to be that um, 
I was furloughed and Lucy was coming to the end of this cycle of of kids that she really wanted to see off her first set of kids as a teacher. And um, she started looking and it just turned out to be, you know, it worked out and she got herself a job. So it, what better time to do that? Like life is you realize after not being able to go anywhere for a year that you want to go places. You go, well, I can go places now. I should really take advantage of being able to go some places. So um, moving and, and starting anew and transitioning to the West Coast, which is a completely different thing. The vibe is different out there. And we were right down to our grocery store where we shop is going to change because they don't have safe ways out. <laughs> like as far as we can tell, there's no safe ways out there. They're they called bonds. <laughs> right. They're called bonds or Ralph's. Ralph's. Like, <laughs> Ralph's. <laughs> We don't know any of that stuff. Like it, the very nature of what we're what we're doing is going to change everything. Um, our family, most of our family, is going to be here on the East Coast. There's a three hour time difference, so uh, how you watch TV is going to be different. I realize that Sunday nights during football season, Friday night football, a uh, Sunday night football starts at eight o'clock. Not on the West Coast, it starts at five. And so I'm like. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch football at five o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. That's weird to me. Like, so um, it's a real mind trip because you realize a lot of things are going to change. It, it, very minute things that you don't think about, like the grocery store. Um, so it's change and transition is hard because you have to um, literally train your mind to be different. Something that you've been that will become second nature. Over the for me the last 20, 30 years, I've been on the East Coast essentially, and uh, so now you're moving to a new coast, new vibe, new stores, new things, and you find yourself looking. Do they have a Smoothie King on the West Coast? Does it matter that they have a Smoothie King on the West Coast? Like those those things. Um, so I I think this is going to be a very interesting thing. Uh, and then you think about family because Charlene and my my dad is moving to the West Coast. That is my dad is a got my dad is a man of habit and, 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 and routine. He really is. And this is going to be new for him too. like him living in a, in a, in a place that um, he can't like he, he he's not sure exactly what it is. He knows here he knows things like the back of his hand. But there is going to be it's going to be very different. So um, transition is a weird thing. And you never know. You never know what quite how much you have a handle on it until you're actually in it. Like leading up to it, I'm fine. Like I'm still here. We got a month left. And I'm like, holy crap, a month left. What are we? How's this going to work? So um, a lot of it is boots on the ground. So does, does it feel like an identity reset? Like you're like, that's a symbol of your changing, but it's, it sort of sounds like the move is a representation of the year almost of turning you inside out into who you wanted to get closer to being. Yeah, it it definitely is. It's kind of an identity reset. And we recognize that this is a chance for Lucy to kind of, um, grow into an adult of a person that she that she sees that she wants to be and um without without a lot of the attachments 
uh, you know, when it comes to like her family and all that stuff like that, this is an opportunity for us to, um, cause people on the West coast don't really know us. Like they, like, like here we're established here. So, um, it is, it's more of an, an, an identity reset. We can take the things that we liked about ourselves here and move them there and leave the things that we didn't like about ourselves here and leave them here. So, um, it's going to be interesting to explore that that deal. I don't know how Charlene feels about this because, I mean, she's moving too, but she's lived on the West Coast. She knows what her life is. It's different now, but how does that how does that feel on you? Well, it's a tra- it's still a transition, right? Because even though I lived out on the West Coast for you know, I'm coming back a different person. I'm coming back with a husband. I'm coming back with you know, a family, right? It's, it's a different, and and I'm coming back at a different stage in my life too. Right. And so all of this is, I think you're right, Mike, in terms of transitions, we go in and out of transitions all the time. You know, we transition from a car that we've driven for a long time to a new car. That's a transition because you got to get used to how that car runs. Right. Um, Changing grocery stores. You're right. I think, it's the little things and, and it there's a, a, a friend of mine told me, think about this as change management, right? How are you going to manage change? What's the change you're going to be experiencing? And then how are you going to manage through it? Right. But also to leave room for the adventure, the new discovery and rediscovery of interest. I guess for me, it's more around, okay, I'm coming back, but I'm coming back different. And then what new interests do I want to, to, to develop or experience, right? Um, I don't know. Do I want to go glamping? Do I want to go up to Portland? Do I want to hike, right? Um, Do I really want to go in the Pacific Ocean? Everybody that knows me knows that the only water I go in is the Caribbean (laughs) water where I can see (laughs) my feet. I have not even been in the Atlantic Ocean, right? Or the Chesapeake Bay, right? Because it's too murky. So it's it's really around um, how do you take these transitions that you go through and find something, finding the, always say the gift and the opportunity in them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I keep getting an image of a snake uh, shedding its skin Mm. and it takes time. You know, it doesn't happen like that. Even butterflies, there's a time component that's really needed for the transition. And I think that's the difficult part for humans is when the time component gets compressed to too short of a time. And so I think there's, segments of the transition where there's molting the skin and then it takes time to slither out of your old skin to slither into your new skin, (laughs) you know? And I think there's, um, to help with, I think everybody's got different paces of, there are some people who act like butterflies and they're like real quick and they're like, yeah, keep it moving, keep it moving. And there's right. people who like sloths, like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me six months to really pick out the grocery store I want to be in. <laughs> and, yeah. and so people have different time scales that makes them feel comfortable. And I think there's rituals or moments we can give ourselves throughout this transition process of grieving. You know, it is sad to not know your way around town 
<laughs> there's a, there's like a little bit of like grief that comes with that and sadness of like, I feel lost. I feel like a fish out of water. I don't know anyone. Nobody knows me. I feel unanchored. I feel like everything takes more energy because I have to pay attention and figure things out in this new land, you know? Right. And so I really fit in here. Right. Right. Do I fit in? Are people going to notice? Or do people wear masks here or not? <laughs> I have to learn the the yeah. vibe, the customs, the words people use. You know, um, am I going to sound like a Californian or am I going to, gosh, if I, don't, if I don't surf, are they going to find out and kick me out of California? <laughs> I mean, I never fit in because I didn't like going to the beach. I'm not a beachcomber and so I was like oh no are they gonna find out that I'm not a real Californian <laughs> if That's I burn funny. on the beach or I have to hide that <laughs> wow. there's gotta be like, moments you know of like yeah. grieving the scary part and like honoring the fear yeah. and and then like um, honoring the excitement and the possibility of cutting ties of, with your old life you know what I mean yeah, we're trying to we're trying to embrace this. Let's get weird motto. Like we we both said, we're gonna get to California, we're gonna get to L.A., and we're we're gonna embrace the weird. Like, and when it comes to that stuff, like right down to she, we were reading that when you get to California, you have like it's like ten days to switch your license over. And I took my license out. I'm like, I'm gonna miss this license. Like this is I like this Maryland license. I've had it for a very long time. But the fact that like. You have 10 days. You got to take a test. You you have to retake a test in oh. order to get your license. And I was like, why do I have to retake a test? I've been driving for, for 20 years. I have to take a retake a test in order to get a California license. All of these things that I was like, I didn't even think about. And then we started reading about it. And I was like, all right, well, I guess this is this is what's necessary to become a Californian at that point. Um but it, it's very it's a very interesting thing. But we try to embrace this. Let's get weird thing because we know things are going to be strange. We know things are going to be very vastly different. And um, if we have that mentality, then all of these things that are different and strange and weird to us won't be so weird because we're just going to try to embrace it. So <laughs> but there are people who transition a lot slower than others. And it's going to it's going to be. It's going to be very interesting. And I can think about my dad, who is a man of habit. He likes his places to eat. He likes his his certain drinks. He likes he likes, you know, certain 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 places to go when he wants to get things. Um, He transitions a little bit slower. And I know that. And so because he he's not one of those guys that's just going to embrace the weird just because that's what he that's that's what's necessary. He wants to know, can he have access to all the things that he has access here? Because I know him. He's just not he's just not that type of dude. He's very habit. So um, well, and I can be that way, too. And that's why I was like, you know what, man, I'm just going to embrace the weird. Whatever weird thing is happening there, all of that stuff like Lucy's talking about making making the, the, the cat and the dog emotional support animals. And I'm like, this is weird, but okay, we're gonna do it. <laughs> so we can get into an apartment. Like they ask where they where they emotional support animals and, and, and for the most part, Freya yeah. is an emotional support animal to, to Lucy. And so is that cat. And I was like, This is weird. Why do we have to do this? Like, but embrace the weird, man. Like, let's get weird. 
And are there going to be any blankies, any security comforts that either of you are going to bring with you? You know, like if you take a little toddler to a trip, you sort of are like, here's your blankie or here's your binky or here's that one thing that's your comfort animal to get you through just like a comfort actual animal you're talking about, sure. you know, right. like you guys are bringing your pets with you. Is there anything else that you're going to bring with you? That's like your safety net of like, even when everything's weird, this one's, this is going to help keep me grounded or comfy. It's to be honest, it's probably going to be like my video games and my computer because it's still, that's a lifeline to the East coast. <coughs> Excuse me. Because I can still talk to my friends whenever I play video games. That is one of those things that will feel normal. Um, playing video games. Now, the time we play video games is going to be strange, but um, being able to hop on, play video games or, or um, watch some videos that I watch on YouTube, that will make me feel like it's normal to me. Like, because I do that here, it's not going to really change on the West Coast when it comes to um, sort of the comfort things. Plus, I have, I'm, I'm a huge collector of Funko Pops. So like, I have a huge collection. And so hopefully I'll be able to put some of that stuff up to make me feel a little bit more, more comfortable. But mm -hmm. um, there are things like having, having my dog and my cat here will make me feel, will feel, feel normal because they're, they're, uh, you know, they know us, they may not know their surroundings, but they know us. And, the, and that routine seems to, to help keep us a little grounded. But I have a lot of friends who, who will keep me grounded as well. You know, the, you're going to LA. You're not going to be big time anymore. Don't don't forget where you came from. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, like I have I have those type of people in my life who are who are never going to let me forget that I came from Rockville, Maryland, and uh, and I grew up in this area. So, and I thank them for that for sure. But um, and it, 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 as much as things are going to change, I, there are some things that I, I definitely want to hold on to to make me feel grounded. Especially in those moments where things do get a little weird. I'm like, okay, I'm outside my comfort zone. What's going to ground me so I can understand how to do this? So it's a lot. It's a lot. And what about you, Charlene? I know that when we talked to Aaron in the organizing, cleaning, purging show, you were, you were like, oh, no. I was having a meltdown. Was everything. Like <laughs> are, you gonna, are there any sacred cows that you're like, this cannot, this has to come with me to make me feel? I, actually, I'm on the other spectrum of Michael. <laughs> oh. I am. You know, I'm sitting, I've been going through what we have, and I'm like, okay, the only thing that I, I need is pictures. Right. I need pictures. I need memories. I need moments. It's not stuff. Right. It's really about the pictures and the moments that I can remember. And as I've been going through and like really starting to purge and let things go. I it, it's almost like I'm I'm on the opposite end. I, I, I actually am trying to create space for something new. Hmm. I really am. I, you know, I've, I'm changing my hairstyle. Uh, I'm letting things go that I really like, right? Good pieces of furniture. I'm like, oh, I love that. That was cool. I'm giving it away because I'm like, I got to create some space for something new, right? And so for me, I think the only sacred 
piece is um, things that represent my past to, re, to, to Mike's point that reminds me of my ancestors, right? Mm. So things that my mom had, right? Um, mm. Pictures of my grandmother and my, my aunts, right? The, the strong women, um, pictures. So I guess I keep going back to pictures. Mm. That's that's interesting. That's going to be my, that's going to be my grounding, right? Interesting, because it's like your memories, your experiences, your ancestry, your lineage of how you got here. Yes, the part of you that continues on too. Exactly, and so I see this more of a continuation of my journey um, versus a destination, right? And and you're right. Um, uh, my husband is already lining up. He's figured out how he can get his cheesesteak. He's from Philadelphia. So he's figured out that the company in Philadelphia, Rennie Terminal, they ship anywhere in the U.S. He's ecstatic. Um, he's looking forward to his kidney treatment until he gets his transplant because he's read up about, you know, kidney care in California. Um, so he is really taking uh, the things that are important for him to be comfortable living somewhere else very seriously and finding those replacements um, in the new space. But we both are saying, let's keep um, I'm not going to tell you where the, the, the cheesesteak meat is coming from. I'm going to I'm going to need that company, though. Like, 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 <laughs> you, can't, you can't just slide that company through. Like I'm gonna need the company. Like yeah, I want one. Can I order one right now? Absolutely, you can. Like I'm gonna need. Absolutely, and then also to um, my sacred cow too is Wegman's basting oil. So I will have to come back to the. (laughs) There are no Wegmans. Yeah, like there's there's no no Wegmans grocery stores. Right. Yeah. There's no Wegmans. I don't know why. It's like the perfect store. Right. So that's that's my ritual. Is like going to Wegmans. Everybody who knows me, Wegmans (laughs) is my ritual, and Wegmans is not our sponsor yet. But let me tell you, I really grieved that joy. The loss of not being able to go to Wegmans when I was in the store <laughs> last week. I was like, I'm not going to have this on Saturday mornings, <laughs> but it's going to be OK. So if we if we wrap, if we wrap our discussion, this has been great, by the way, around transition. And we, we talked about mass transition. Uh, we talked about relationships and being in transition. We talked about our our location being in transition. But one thing I'm glad we're we're not talking about is that our show is not in transition because even though we're going to be on different coasts, we are still going to be producing the homework show. I love my joy. I love our conversations. I love the richness of the the conversations. And so I'm glad that's not in transition. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's a ritual. The blankie that we have to keep in place. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if Joy could do acupuncture, she could tell me, okay, Charlotte, put this needle here. <laughs> and she does virtual appointments, which I love the fact that Joy has pivoted in doing a new thing, right, to stay mm-hmm. connected. Um, I'm grateful that uh, this is not in transition, what we're talking about right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
we can keep the communication going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Unlike unlike our Duke's Mayo, I have to get that shipped in from Amazon or something. Really? That was our that's that's our basting salt. That's our basting whatever that is from Wegmans is there is no Duke's Mayo on the West Coast. We were what? I was very highly upset by that. <laughs> and I told her I told my wife, I was like, well, we're just gonna have to order it off of off of Amazon and get it shipped because that's the only mayo that is allowed in our house is Duke's mayo. And I was like, what? No Dukes? This is this is a travesty. I almost called the whole thing off. So and, it's almost, almost and canceled Maryland, the whole thing. That's right. And Maryland crab season, I think that's when we'll just make a trip back to the East Coast during crab season. That Now that is the thing she almost canceled the trip on because uh, Lucy loves crabs. She is a crab person through and through. And, and Old Bay or no Old Bay? Old Bay, old Bay yeah. We get. were talking about we talked about we could we were like we're gonna have to be able to either ship it through or find it. Yeah. Um but that it was it was mail and then the Eagles games. And I was like, Well, I'm gonna have to get Sunday ticket because I have to be able to watch the Eagles. <laughs> like so there was just a little a lot of little things that we that we were like, Oh man, we're gonna have to do this. So um but we're excited for it. And I think that's the important part about it. Nothing is like, we're like, oh God, we shouldn't do this at all. It, it's let's do it full steam ahead. Um, and like I said, our motto is embrace the weird, embrace it. Like, and some people aren't cool embracing the weird. I think we've tried, we have, um, are looking for that sense of ad- adventure and, and creating new stories and creating new uh, environments. So if I had one thing to say to people who are, either holding back from from doing that um i say i say embrace the weird embrace it things that are going to be different try new things do new things go new places um because the the pandemic has taught us that it can all be shut down it can all be taken away and uh and you only got one life and you might as well just try to live it as best as you can and be happy so Yes. Joyful. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's, that wraps everything up right there in the perfect nutshell. So Joy, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, sure. You can find my website, joy-andrews.com, or you can email me there if you have questions about transitioning, if you need help transitioning. <laughs> Hello at joy-andrews.com. And I can vouch for that because she has helped me through my transitions. And you can find me at Charlene at pushplaycoaching at Gmail, or you can find me at pushplaycoaching.com. And I can help you through your transitions as well. And then follow us on Instagram at the homework pod. Leave a comment there. Um, Tell us what you think about the show. Please share and hit the subscribe button. Um, This is too good to keep to yourself. So definitely do us a favor and share. And also, too, final word. Define your own transitions or they'll define you. We'll Mm -hmm. see you next time.